previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. And after a heavy night of drinking, the three of you pass out. The three of you wake up in your apartment, and you find yourselves in like very weird and somewhat compromising positions. I'm in the tub. I managed to take all of the towels that were in there, and it's like a nest. From down in the courtyard of the plaza, the three of you hear the smashing of glass. Uh, what? And what sounds like the screams of some orcish housewives. I heard broken glass. Oh. Oh, wait, you think it's the gnolls? Niklaus is now wide awake. Pretty good guess. As you as you say that, you hear the cackling of gnolls in the distance. The gnolls are attacking. Get your stuff. Cirrus grabs her shield and weapons and goes. Yeah. The three of you run out of the apartment and head towards the sound of the commotion in the courtyard. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Here, Niklaus and Sirius, the three of you run down the stairs from your third floor studio apartment down to the courtyard of the plaza. (gasps) As the three of you take a look around, you see that several of the businesses have had their windows broken in. There's the trio of the orcish housewives. You see Vince, Annette's husband, kneeling nearby and there's like a figure laying on the floor. Oh, shit. In the distance, you see a group of about four to five gnolls sprinting away with glee. They're just, like, cackling the entire time. And they're headed towards the levitating equivalent of a crown vic. (laughs) How far are all the things from us? The housewives, Vince, and the figure laying on the ground are about 60 feet away. The, uh, The gnolls are sprinting about 180 feet away. And they're getting pretty close to reaching their crown vig. They're like 30 feet away. Cirrus would go to the figure laying on the ground. Are we like uh, free flow actions? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that Klaus believes he can catch up with them before they reach their vehicle. But he's he's running towards the towards uh, Vince and the rest. But he's getting as much detail as he can on the vehicle and the nulls. Like make a model license plate if it has something like that. Yeah, go ahead and do a investigate check. That's a nat one, but wait, wait, I'm using ability called Magical Guidance. When you make an ability check that fails, you can spend one sorcery point to re-roll the d20, and you must use a new roll. Nowhere to go but up. (laughs) So 12 plus 6 is 18. Nice. Yeah. You notice that the, (laughs) the Fantasy Crown Vic is an older model of levitating vehicle. It's this really nasty shade of... I don't know, what color do you want it to be? 
like chartreuse. <laughs> yeah, she's like, the, like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a nasty shade of fantasy. Uh, not, not, not fantasy chartreuse. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a nasty shade of chartreuse. It's an older model of levitating vehicle. The entire group of gnolls pile in with the implements with which they use to break all the windows, and they peel out. I shake my fist at them. Sirius, you wanted to do something, right? I sprint as fast as I can towards the uh, towards Vince and the figure lying on the ground. Hercure will follow. Yeah. The two of you head over to the residence of the plaza, and you see that it is Gobzu laying on the floor. Uh-oh. Gobzu! He's heavily bruised, and his face is all swollen. Oh no, little goblin friend, are you okay? He mumbles something that is just like... <laughs> Does he look critically injured? I mean, he's pretty hurt, but he's not, like, about to die. Okay. Like, it It looks like these gnolls gave him, like, a pretty good thrashing. Those okay. bastards. I put my hands on his chest, and I think, please let this little goblin be okay. And that will manifest as a lay on hands for five hit points. We'll do five hit points. Yeah. Gobzu does not have many, <laughs> that many hit points. So... <laughs> Or all that many hit points, and his like uh, his bruises and his swollen face heal. I as could, I could do a marathon now. <laughs> <laughs> the housewives and Vince are shocked. Is everybody okay? Is anyone else hurt? Vince says, "No, we're good." <laughs> How did you do that? Well, uh, at the police academy, they trained us in CPR, so I think I'm just really good at it. <laughs> do a deception check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh. 14 uh, Vince rolled a 17 But I give him a smile, a winning smile <laughs> He is unconvinced uh. Does he press the issue? He thinks about it for a second But he does not press the issue Then I do not know he is unconvinced And feel pretty good about the situation It's actually very obvious that he's unconvinced Oh, then never <laughs> you, mind you forgot, you forgot her minus one insight <laughs> <laughs> That's true he, he scowls at you, and it's, like, very obvious that he's, like, that he knows what he saw. Niklaus catches up. Gobsu, all right? Gobsu says, yeah, I'm okay. What happened, Gobsu? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to join these nice ladies out for their morning power walk, and then the, uh, and then the gnolls came. What happened then? Well, they broke, like, all the windows here, and then they broke my face. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sounds about right. The orcish housewives are all, like, cooing over Gobzu, and they're just like, oh my gosh, he was so brave. <laughs> yeah, regular hero, this one. Uh, are you ladies okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you need help fixing, doing repairs? It looks pretty bad, or cleaning up, at least. Vince says, I think we can handle it. Okay. Which store got smashed? Pretty much almost all of them. Okay. I take out my police notebook, and I go to Vince, and I'm like, can you please describe everything that happened? <laughs> he describes everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I take very good notes. <laughs> everything that happened is now written down on the note. Wow. And that's what happened. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Niklaus, uh, Hercure, did you happen to see the license plate of the fantasy whatever it was called that got away? 
Uh, I didn't see any identification on it, but I didn't get a description of it. It was a really disgusting shade of chartreuse. (laughs) (laughs) Have we seen a vehicle like that before? Not necessarily that, but that model. Or is it a relatively... Not that Hercure would know, necessarily, but... (laughs) Are you asking about that specific vehicle, or... No, have we seen vehicles of of that type, like Fantasy Crown Vicks? Yeah, here, here, how about you do a wisdom check? Actually, do a history check. Uh-oh. Yeah, like if we went around asking for like a Honda Civic, no one would be able to help us, but if it's like <laughs> a Ferrari or something like that. The Chartreuse will help, I think. I got a 15. So for the purposes of this role, we'll assume that Niklaus told you guys everything that he found out, and then building upon his knowledge. You have seen this sort of make and model before, and it's really old. So old, in fact, that it just this kind of levitating vehicle will just eject magic tech as it's expended, like onto the street. Oh, convenient! <laughs> Interesting. I relay this information. Maybe we can track it. That's very good information to have. All right. Nikos turns to Gobsu. He's like, Gobsu, we're gonna get revenge on those gnolls for destroying your face. <laughs> your beautiful uh, face, sweet Gobsu. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I do want to let you know, you, it looks like you protected the other people here, so I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks. Also, my face is okay now, so you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, 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 we have to. We have to. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, oh, oh okay. Can, Can you, you let um, the others know where we're going? Uh, yeah, sure. Young Gobzu, that was a very brave thing you did. And like Niklaus, I'm very proud of you. You're a, you're a regular upstanding citizen. I pat him on the back. You know, I still don't know you very well. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we it's been a couple days. I feel like we've built up some familiarity. I did, you know, heal your face. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Shall we chase after them? Yes. We follow the breadcrumbs. Sorry, I mean, we follow the Magitech. <laughs> At survival? Now, do we need to leave right now, or can some of us go and change? Like, what's the deal? <sighs> Hurry up and go get changed. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I go get changed. I put on my armor. I mean, my police uniform. And then meet everybody downstairs. <laughs> Herker, you want to help me see if we can we can locate these Magitech that it's dropping? Yeah. Do you need me to do something? Or well, I just think to the power of survival and arcana together, we can join forces. That's with our powers combined. Okay. Do I make a survival check, Joey? What are you guys doing exactly? Well, we saw, or Niklaus saw the direction it went, so that would sort of be a logical place to begin. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for, I guess, I'm keeping an eye out for the Magitech, and maybe, like, the recent vehicle movement would cause, like, the dirt to be displaced in a way that could be tracked? I don't know. <laughs> Here, we'll, we'll do it like this. The two of you head over to where the street is, where you last saw the Sears can vehicle. come with. She's still changing. Oh, okay. We're getting a head start. Yep. Here, okay, go ahead and do a survival check. Six. You take a look around, and you realize that magic tech littering is actually pretty commonplace <laughs> and is a scourge upon this city. There's a l- in the gutter... And so just like on the street, you'll see like shattered pieces of used Magitech. Ugh, people. Mm. There's no particular way to, for you at least to, like there's no trail 
of expended Magitek coming from the car, apparently. Like, it probably did eject some onto the street, mm -hmm. but you, you're not exactly sure what kind or what it would be. Niklaus, what did you want to do? So, Niklaus has used in the past Detect Magic, and I was wondering if in the past, when he had used that, and a Magitek is an expended, can he still tell that it was recently expended, or does it just look like any other expended Magitek? We can say there's traces of it. Okay, so in that case, seeing and conferring with Hercure that with the ground being littered with Magitek, we can't really pick out which ones were for the vehicle. He casts Detect Magic, and so for the next 10 minutes, it can sense magic and the faint aura around it. It tries to find the Magitek on the road that still has lingering traces. Uh, okay. And uh, I'll add an arc. Yeah, everything basically lights up. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do a Arcana check to know what exactly you're looking for. 16. Yeah. Since everything is levitating, a lot of vehicles use gust of wind to propel themselves. Mm, okay, so he's trying to pick out the gust of winds that got left behind. Yep. Meanwhile, Sirius, there's like a montage of you like trying to like change real fast and you get like stuck in your shirt a couple of times. Push it to the limit! <laughs> but you do eventually finish changing and you run back down the stairs and you catch up with everybody else. You're out of breath though. <gasps> Did you... Did you find them? <sighs> yeah, we don't have much time. We gotta go. Hurry. Okay, <laughs> okay. Give me a sec. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, here, Niklaus, you suddenly see Sirius appear behind you carrying, like, a giant shield. <laughs> I'm ready for... to make justice happen, just give me... Oh, a second. Okay, where do they go? That away. Okay, cool. So Niklaus tries to follow the trail of Gusta Winds at, a like, a jog. Mm -hmm. Do you think we need to follow it faster? Like, should I find anything that can help us go faster? <laughs> <laughs> None of us own a vehicle, right? So we've been walking everywhere. Just getting nice little Except exercise. We've, we've stolen some. I mean, borrowed. Okay. Joey, should I do it? Should I do it, Joey? <laughs> Follow your heart, man. All right. I'm going to do it. I cast Fine Steed. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Okay, that uses a slot. That's a that's a ten minute thing. Well, you know, as we're following the trail, I could cast it. Ah, okay. We get to the destination, then it appears. But then we well, <laughs> then we have a quick getaway. That's true. That's true. Nicholas, how about you do a survival check? All right. It landed in a, like a crevice, so it's point up. But all of them that are facing up are good rolls. So it's, it's twenty fourteen, <laughs> six, sixteen, and eight. So between that one, the average is like a 10. So is, is that uh, how that works? Is that how the game works? <laughs> I'll re-roll. Re re <laughs> uh, see, that's better. 16 plus 3 is 19. No, I, I like the idea of taking the average of the multiple rolls. I think that could be fun. <laughs> As you speed walk down, I mean, are you jogging or speed walking? Jogging. Speed walking. The half-orc's got longer strides. <laughs> As the three of you head down the street, you, Niklaus, you see that there is a pattern emerging in that there's gusts of winds appearing every about, like, 100 feet or so. There's, a like, a rotary mechanism just full of gust of wind magitex. Yeah. Spitting them out. There's a lot of other crap on the streets, but you're able to sort of, like, suss out which ones are gusts of winds. Picturing it like a like the horses that like poop everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah. 
That that is a pretty good analogy, actually. Meanwhile, Sirius, you start casting Find Steed. Yeah. And the three of you hoof it down the street. Ten minutes later. <laughs> still hoofing it down the street. Still hoofing it down the street. Rather suddenly, though, your steed appears. And what does it look like, Sirius? I mean, should it be in the as written or should it be something, you know, uh, flavored for the city? Follow your heart. Okay. <laughs> and how about we flavor it in like a way where like you're not exactly sure. <laughs> like you're sort of intentionally casting it, but also unintentionally. I'm like, I'm, I mean, to myself, I'm thinking like, I need to find a. We need to find a way to get uh, to catch these guys faster. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> Let's see. So, I mean, it's it says it's an animal, but could it be a car? Yeah. You just hear, boop, boop, and we come across a an abandoned vehicle that says I was gonna say it says for sale, keys and ignition. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't it like spiritual looking, like glowing or something? Yes, it's glowing. <laughs> we find a glowing car. And I'm like, guys, let's use this. Use what? It's our destiny. Let's get in. <laughs> Is it shaped like a fantasy of Volkswagen Beetle? Because it's an animal. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fantasy bumblebee. Oh, a fantasy, fantasy Mustang. Yeah, oh, there car. you go. Yeah. Yes. Whatever Ooh. that looks like. Yes. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> nerds. <laughs> yes, a fantasy Ford Mustang. <laughs> It's glowing, um, and it has uh, my holy symbol on it. It's convertible. Come on, get in! That cost is already out of breath, because he's not very strong. So he's like, ah, ah, oh, good. Ah, that'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you're in the class. The two of you see this spiritual vehicle appear in front of you. Now it's sentient. I do need to point this out. <laughs> <It's also laughs> it has an intelligence of six. <laughs> It gains the ability to understand one language of my choice that I speak, so it'll be common. It's voice activated. Yeah. Cyrus doesn't know how to drive, so it's just like, so it's just going to tell, she's going to tell the car. <laughs> be like, follow those gusts of wind. Uh. I have an instinctive bond with the car. But yeah, Niklaus and Hirker, how do you guys feel about this? Niklaus is like, that's a terrible color choice for the paint. Like, well, would you rather walk? No, 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 I'll definitely, we're definitely going to take the car. <laughs> okay, Hercules not 100% comfortable with this. What's weird about this? Get in the car, get in my spirit car, <laughs> and we're going to follow, and we're going to catch these gnolls. Hercules gets in the car. Honestly. <laughs> the car honks as you get into it. Hercules gets out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cool. They're with me. They're friends. Does it have? Does it have like a little a little display with a smiley face? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. The, it does. What is? What is the? What is that show Herbie. from like the ninth? Herbie with the uh, Herbie Herbie the VW. Yeah, <laughs> from like the seventies. Oh God! Yeah, it's, it's like Herbie but Mustang. Now I'm looking at Herbie because I have not seen Herbie since like the one with. What's her face in it? Uh, I didn't even see Lindsay that one. I've only, yeah. I was thinking of Knight Rider. That's Knight Rider's another good choice. <laughs> I feel like Herbie is more... <laughs> Herbie's definitely more in uh, our... Uh, <laughs> our wheelhouse. Our wheelhouse. <laughs> it's just a fictional... <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's a fictional scent in an anthropomorphic 1963 <laughs> Volkswagen Beetle. Yep. Anyways, Hirko, you jumped out of the car. Hirko, we gotta we gotta catch these guys, and we're not gonna catch up with them on oh, foot. It honked at me. It was just saying hello. You know how these cars are. Do I? Do I? <laughs> you just gotta. You just gotta. That's how they. They all are like that. <laughs> By the way, in case you were wondering, there is in fact a fantasy car name generator. <laughs> 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 For all your Carmageddon needs. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. This one can be named Tigress. T-Y. That's yeah. confusing that it's a Mustang and it's called Tigress. You know what? You're so right. <laughs> I get back in the car. We're going to take nervously. the next 10 minutes to find a name for this car. Yeah, the, the car happy honks. <laughs> the car is going to like... <laughs> the car is going to... <laughs> it, it feels immense satisfaction carrying <laughs> passengers it's around. It's like, get inside. Me. Okay, now it's just straight out of Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> <laughs> Climax is a name for one of them, but I don't think we're gonna go with that. <laughs> the three of you sit in the car in silence. <laughs> All right, I'm like, I mean, follow those gusts of wind, my noble steed. <laughs> All right, the Mustang speeds off, except it can't see the gusts of winds. Only Roy, uh, only Nicklaus can see them. Nicholas begins giving directions. Yeah, I'm just like, listen to Nicholas. Yeah. You hit an intersection and do a quick perception check, Nicholas. Perception. Yeah, Nicholas rolled a five. Does he fail? Because if so, he's going to use his feature again. He does fail. Okay, so he'll use another sorcery point. They're going like flies. Ugh. Much better. Okay, so uh, 16 plus 0, so 16. Yeah. You hit an intersection, and you see that there's like a couple of used Gust of Wind Magitech spread around. And through a very quick series of sorcery-induced deductions, <laughs> you do the math. And at the rate at which the Fantasy Crown Vic ejects these magi- used Magitech modules, you've deduced that you have to go left. Did we name this car? No, right? Not officially. I was literally just... <laughs> I'm going with Sentinel. <laughs> nice. So I'm just picturing on the dash. Like, it just says Sentinel on the dash. So that's how we know. Or how do, how do we find out this name? Or do you name it while we're in the car for, like, the first <laughs> minute? Yes, as soon as, like, after a minute of just silence and of us driving. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to name the car Sentinel. And then its name pops up on the display. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it goes beep, beep. Cool. Uh, so now at the intersection, Nicholas says, Sentinel, make a left. Yeah, it makes a sharp left. The three of you have to hang on for dear life. Oh. Well, because I have an instinctive bond with it, I knew it was going to do that, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it continues to speed off down the street. The three of you plus Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. Continue <laughs> driving following this trail of Gust of Wind Magitech, and about... 15 20 minutes later the trail stops and you see that the vehicle is parked amongst several along the street outside what appears to be a club in big gaudy bright lights you see that the club is called the glaive Mm. and about every three minutes or so some magitech activates and some dancing lights appear in front of it even though it's about like 11 in the morning. 
The club is located in a pretty short one-story building. You deduce that there's probably like a back way in from an alleyway. These clubs usually have to have some way to load in food and supplies and water and magitech. Standing outside, you see that there's a particularly burly-looking knoll. The burly bouncer? Yeah, and he has a falcon's ball cap on. He's wearing a very familiar coat jacket. Hmm, what is familiar about the coat jacket? It is a black blazer. Yeah, like the, uh... It's the, uh, the plunderers, right? Plunderers, yeah. Yeah. We never asked this, but the gnolls who attacked were all wearing black suit jackets, weren't they? Right, yeah. I mean, the, the, the second time. Ah. Uh, well, I guess you did see them. They were running away, but... Yeah. The three of you sit in silence. <laughs> trying to remember the color of the suit jackets that the gnolls this morning were wearing, and then it occurs to you, Sirius, to check your notebook. Oh, let's see. Uh, I was attacked. Uh, you know, buying something for my wife. The poor goblin. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, black leather jacket. Oh, hmm. I see. It appears that Vince gave a very accurate description of the events that occurred this morning. Man has an eye for detail. Okay, great. <laughs> now that that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've found out that this is the place that we need to be. <laughs> Should we park, like, a block away and, like, case the joint? I find some good parallel parking nearby. Do a parallel parking check. Okay. You know, I feel like I should have some advantage because, you know, the instinctive bond or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's a parallel parking check? Uh, how about we just do straight dexterity? All right. That's good. 16? And I'll give you advantage for... <laughs> okay. It's like the cameras that beep when you get too close. Uh, 16 is the role I'm going to go with. Except the beeping is in your head. <laughs> like everybody's... Everybody's just like, why is Sarah so silent right now? <laughs> there, there's I, just like a look of concentration on your face as you do the parallel like very I'm all tense concentration. I'm also picturing that there's no steering wheel, so you're just like reverse stop. <laughs> reverse stop. <laughs> keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, stop, stop. <laughs> forward, forward, stop. <laughs> it takes you about three minutes to park. Okay. And meanwhile, the, Nick Klaus and Kirkir are just like sitting in the car, like. Mm-hmm. What is even happening? <laughs> this the is car right. is very frustrated. Seems right. <laughs> How long does this spell last? Is it concentration? Let me check. I don't think it's concentration. It's there was like several paragraphs that came with it, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the fine print. Alright, so what what does this spell do? Okay. So fine speed. You summon a spirit that assumes the form of, of an unusually tele- intelligent, strong, and loyal steed. Creating a long-lasting bond with it. Long-lasting bond. Okay. <laughs> uh, appearing in an unoccupied space within range, the steed takes on a form that you choose. A warhorse, a pony, a camel, an elk, or a mastiff. Your GM might allow other animals or a car to be summoned as steeds. <laughs> <laughs> the steed has the statistics of the chosen form, though it is a celestial fey or fiend, your choice. Oh, this is a celestial instead of its normal type. So it is an and it's a, it's an angel car. <laughs> Additionally, if your steed has an intelligence of 5 or less, its intelligence becomes 6 and it gains the ability to understand one language of your choice that you speak. And then there's like uh, several more paragraphs. 
my favorite might be I'll I'll read the I guess a couple more relevant parts. So when the steed drops to zero hit points, it disappears, leaving behind no physical form. You can also dismiss it at any time as an action, causing it to disappear. Casting the spell again summons the same steed at its hit point maximum. I think my favorite is while your steed is within one mile of you, you can communicate with each other <laughs> telepathically. Nice. So if, <laughs> if I park within a mile of the place, I can communicate <laughs> with the car <laughs> telepathically. <laughs> So it's got it's got the Tesla pick me up from the front of the store feature. Basically, yes. That's handy. Nice. Well, if we need a backup, I guess we can call for it to burst through. I'm fully expecting it to like burst through the wall Kool-Aid man style at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and just break into a shower of sparks because its HP was destroyed by the wall. <laughs> like you hear a horn coming towards you. <laughs> the three of you are awkwardly sitting in <laughs> Sirius's steed. Has it has it come to a full and complete stop? Yeah, it has. It has completed its parallel parking algorithm. <laughs> Herker hops out quickly. Sad honk. Herker moves away from the car. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas gets out as well. How far away from the uh, the club? Say you're about ninety feet away. The bouncer is actually looking your direction because your car is very yeah. very spiritual. <laughs> That's not great. <laughs> he's sort of he's sort of like looking over and he's like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's the new Nothing. model. Don't worry about it." Still 90 still 90 feet away. No one can hear you. <laughs> because appears nonchalant. So what's the plan here, guys? Are we planning to go in? Like I feel like they could have numbers. Like seriously. Okay. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to unofficially deputize the two of you into the police force and I think what we should do <laughs> is the best course of action would be we could go up to this man say hey we need to uh put away uh your your co-conspirators and if you help us we'll give you reduced time for good behavior i look very expectantly at the two of them the cause kind of looks at turkey turkey kind of gapes open-mouthed at the disconnect between that course of action and and the reality in which <laughs> he thinks he lives <laughs> Like, now listen, I know you're blown away about how good this plan is. <laughs> so uh, let's take a moment. Like, what is what is our objective here now, I guess, is there's a club figure they've got in there. They probably have more, more friends. Our objective is to get them to apologize and uh, promise to never do it again, right? Well, part of that I agree with this. Uh, <laughs> the second half of that seems good, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So let's think of ways, strategies, if you will, to convince them to never do that again. There may also be a bigger figure behind this gang who wants to buy. Like, we could just try and gather some information, too. Okay, so some undercover detective work. I like that. Hercule looks I at mean, her shield nervously. <laughs> <laughs> and her uniform. Uh, I mean, if Rorik is there, probably would recognize us. True. We do need to find out more about what's going on there, but I, I don't want to run in and fight like a dozen gnolls. Right, that's that's what I'm uh, worried about. Like, if we go in there, I feel like the chances of us fighting a bunch of gnolls is going to be very high. Uh -huh. We don't even know what's in there, how many are in there. Is there some way we can scout or see inside without being detected? Well, there was an alley that kind of goes 
Looks like it kind of goes behind it. Maybe there's another way in. Yeah, I think we should walk away from the club because the bouncer is eyeing us and then see if we can circle back to the back way. Also, we should probably get moving because just standing here is probably pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I just imagine that you guys are parked like 90 feet across the street and like you're just like crouching like behind the car <laughs> and then there's just like people like walking by you guys as you're having your little powwow <laughs> no, no 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 Nikos was being nonchalant so he's leaning against the back of the car <laughs> talking to two people who are crouching yes. behind the yes. car <laughs> I'm like no they, this is proper procedure you're supposed to crouch when you're doing an infiltration <laughs> you got to hit control yes or C okay so I like your plan here Kira. We we circle around Get out of line of sight and just see what we see over there. I pat the car and I'm like, don't worry, Sentinel. I'll be back later. You hold here for us. All right. I'm never going to get used to that. That means he likes you. Okay. Still not going to get used to that. All right. Let's head away from the the club and then try and circle back. Yep. Yeah. The three of you have to head down the street a little bit of a ways to swing around to the entrance of the alleyway. As you do, you see that. It leads to the back of basically all the buildings along the block on both sides. Rather inconveniently, the club is located in the middle of the alley, or of the street, or no, of the block. So you have to sort of just like wander down there. Well, if there's one thing we're good at, it's wandering. Sirius, do you have like a cloak (laughs) or a shawl or something that can kind of like hide the fact that you're a police officer? Uh... Yes, at home, which I thought I would be going back to before being kind of forced to stay here in the in this neighborhood. So, no. Mm. Well, I mean, I, oh well. I could change into my plain clothes. No, 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 it's fine. Do you have any ideas, Sir Care? Are there any clothing stores around here, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> Do a perception check. Perception. Seven plus two, so nine. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you remember that there is a JT Most clothing store farther up the street. Well, I saw a uh, I saw a JT Most up the street. If you think it's worth uh, our time, we can go and try to disguise ourselves. I mean, they all saw you, both of you, earlier also. So I assume if we walk in there, they might be suspicious anyway. Didn't didn't I have a reversible suit jacket? You did. <laughs> yes. I re- okay. So uh, yeah. As you say that, Nikos takes his jacket off and reverses it and puts it on. Who is this man? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, smart, smart. I wish I had a reversible uniform. We can probably afford the time to do a quick pop in. (laughs) Instead of police, it just says criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Thug. Not a cop. No, I don't have any money. Definitely not a police officer. No, I'm very poor and I have no money, so that's going to be an issue also. I imagine you guys are just like midway down the alley talking about this. Okay, at this point, we can just go. We can just go. Okay. It's fine. They'll never know. You know what? You're so right. And you know, sometimes police officers are people too. They like to go to the clubs. <laughs> In full uniform with uh, the shield on their back. I mean, the only thing I could do is change into my plain clothes, which I have with me. No, that's fine. We're all anticipating some conflict here, I think. Yeah. The three of you finally reach a point at which you can peek around the corner and look at the back entrance of the club. In 
The parking spaces behind the building, you see that there are two very fancy levitating vehicles. There is also a null guard. He's this sort of chilling and he's smoking something. He's wearing these very garish looking sunglasses, even though it's not all that bright here considering this is a pretty low building. And every now and then you see that there's a couple of null chefs that are coming out and throwing trash into the dumpster. It appears to be a null establishment. Have we seen the car that we were chasing? Yeah. Okay. It was parked out front, right? Yeah. Between the burly bouncer and the uh, sunglassed guard, which of them looked more dangerous? Do an inside check. 13. The bouncer himself appeared to be, like, ripped. This guy is a little bit more wiry, but there's also these chefs that are coming in and out. What do y'all think about just sending a message? They beat up one of ours, we beat up some of them. Trash their cars. Trash their cars and tell them, you know, if you come by the apartment block again, you know, we'll be back. Well, I'm not really up for destroying uh, anybody's property. Is there some other way we could do this? No, but they're they're criminals. You're destroying criminal, like, equipment. You're actually helping prevent crime. <laughs> <laughs> she does the like math lady meme <laughs> like with the with the Pythagorean theorem or whatever. It's just like mm. <laughs> Hercure nods as if this makes total sense. Mm. No, it doesn't seem right. Maybe we could write them a strongly worded letter. Hercure tries not to laugh. Right, okay. And then if they if they choose not to listen to the letter. Well then we come back and beat some ass. I'm just kidding. Uh but then <laughs> Is there some way we can sneak in there and gather information on who we're dealing with before we take any firm action? Since we've only seen gnolls, I think we're gonna stick out. Like a sore gnoll. Sore, sore, <laughs> sore orc? Like a couple humans and a half-orc walking into a gnoll bar? I don't know. Yeah. Is there a... Are there any, uh, like, ladders for roof access in this alley? Do a perception check. 17. Yeah. You remember that as you were walking down here, at least one of the buildings that you passed had a ladder leading up to the roof. As you think about that, though, everybody go ahead and do a stealth check. Oh, I get to do a mine with disadvantage. It's going to be a 15 plus 2, 17 for Nicholas. 3. 3 for Hercure. 11 for Cirrus. The null rolls an 8. Hercure, you're... As you're having this discussion about ladders, you accidentally step on a piece of trash and there's like a nasty crunch sound. The null guard in the back, he looks over in your direction and he says, Hey, is anybody there? Hercure freezers. I slowly turn towards Hercure. Uh, so are we uh, not in line of sight, but they can like hear us? Yeah, they heard something. Probably this 10 minute long discussion. Man, Joe, you keep harping on how long our discussions are. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper. I think there was a ladder further back. Let, let, let's go. Right, yeah, that's a good idea. Then Niklaus sneaks back. Hercure tries to be stealthy and follow. Alright, everybody roll. Well, Sirius, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm following the group. Okay, everybody roll a sneak check. 12 for Hercure. 21 for Niklaus. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, 19. They rolled a 14, so you guys got two out of three. Holding up the team again. <laughs> the three of you ninja shuffle your way back down the alleyway. 
just as you do, you guys you guys happen to find like a little nook that you can hide in. And just as you reach that nook, the Knoll Guard pokes his head around the corner. Hugo has a little bit of trouble sneaking along, but Niklaus and Sirius, you guys are able to like grab him into the nook just as the Knoll pokes his head around. I don't have a good way of looking around the corner without showing myself, so I'm just gonna peek around the corner, stealthily. You take a look around, and he's gone already. It seems like he doesn't care that much. Okay, are we back to roof plan? Roof's good. I guess so. Okay, roof. Based on the heights of the buildings, does it look like we'd be able to get back to the club from the roof of the building that had the ladder? Do a perception check. It's gonna be a 10. Yeah, you could probably get back to the roof of the club. It's sort of like a row of townhomes, except the townhomes are larger and commercial. Traveling along the roofs, you probably every now and then would have to like boost each other, but that's about it. Okay, yeah, let's do that, guys. All right. Yeah. The three of you head back to the building with the ladder, and you head up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The three of you climb up, and you reach the roof of this particular building. Ahead of you, heading back towards the direction of the club, is a 20-foot wall to get to the next roof. Hmm. Herkir, could you help us? Actually, between Herkir and Cirrus, which of you is stronger? Uh, almost certainly Cirrus. My strength is plus zero. Yes, Cirrus is stronger. Niklaus looks between them, and even though Herkir is physically larger, Cirrus has, like, a inner strength uh, Her- to her. Herkir's smaller than Cirrus. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, like, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, oh. Is he, like, the runt of... Like a group of half orcs, something like that. Mm. Okay. Well, Sarah, could you give us a boost up there? Up the twenty feet of wall. Yeah. 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 yeah no problem. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. So you just you just push, and when you push, we jump. And between the two of us, <laughs> we'll get up. Me and Hercule will get up, and then once we both get up, you get a running jump, and we both grab one of your arms and pull you up the rest of the way. Joey, I'd like to determine whether or not this is a good idea <laughs> intellectually <laughs> do you have rope i usually do i do have rope i have a grappling hook come on oh that's right oh okay let's just do that's that that's right we have equipment <laughs> hold on i i specifically have a diamond braided extra strength rope <laughs> yeah i was just like if three of myself less than four of myself stood on top of each other <laughs> that's what i was like <laughs> <laughs> trying to... yeah i have rope i have a grappling hook and rope that's better. So, all right, who wants to throw it up? It's just 20 feet. I'm sure you could do that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Ah! Was that the foley of you throwing the rope up? No, that was <laughs> me, like, <laughs> knocking stuff off where my dice box is. I rolled an 18. Nice. For dexterity? Is it dexterity? It's yeah. 19 if it's dexterity. Yeah. You throw the grappling hook on top of the next roof over, and your grappling hook catches onto something. You hear screaming. Oh, God. <laughs> I give a couple tugs to make sure it will hold some weight. It's caught. You said next roof over. So is there then, is there a gap between us and the 20 foot wall? Uh, no, it's just like next roof is 20 feet up. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the roof's all a butt, but they're not uniform height. Cool, 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 cool. Who's going up the rope first? Well, I guess I'm already set up, so I'll try and climb up. Be prepared to catch me if I fall. Niklaus, like, gently coaxes Cirrus to stand <laughs> closer. <laughs> it's okay, I rolled a natural 20. I'm just like, you're a natural. Nah. 
This time, this time only. You've had previous experience climbing up ropes in... <laughs> That's true. ...rather desperate times, and you swim up the rope like a salmon. We both of us applaud. Okay, what do I see no, 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 sh- once I'm at the top? <laughs> Sorry, golf, we golf applaud. <laughs> Falcon ball applaud. Falcon golf. Yeah, there's quiet movements and loud movements. It's a very complicated sport. (laughs) But you end up on the next roof over. Right, what do I see? You just see several other roofs that you need to traverse until you finally get to the club. Okay, then I will gesture for the next person to uh, come up. Yeah. This is when the game turns into like a side scroller and you guys just like jump around a bunch. Oh, it's a a platformer now. Yeah, it's a platformer now. All right. And we were talking about uh, super mushrooms earlier, so I feel <laughs> I feel pretty good about this. All right, uh, Niklaus tries to clamber up. Yeah, and since he here is up top, I'll say that he can help. Yay. Just a dexterity check? Yep. 17. Yep. You also swim up. Everybody looks at Cirrus. Oh, yep. All right, Cirrus will go. Uh, are you sure it's not athletics, Joey? Because I'm good at that, and <laughs> it would be easier for me. You can choose, actually. Oh, okay. Then I'll choose athletics. Yeah, that's what we've done in the past. You can choose. Okay. <laughs> for climbing ropes. Because <laughs> that, that, that is where Cirrus's strength lies in strength. So we're going to do that. Oh, you... So she doesn't use her legs at all, just all upper body strength. <laughs> it, like, was on the nat 20 and then flipped over to the two. So I got an eight on that. Cirrus is still a little hungover from last night. Does she get the help of uh, her cure and the class? Yep. Okay. If I'm able to roll it again, then... Then that's the nat 20, so that'll be 26. Yeah, it's really quite terrifying for Niklaus and Hirker standing <laughs> up on the roof as you see Cirrus just use only upper body strength <laughs> to climb up the rope. It's like, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! no, not not at the top of her lens. <laughs> but she does have this fierce, angry look on her in her face. Yeah, I'm just picturing like we see like uh, Sirius normally doesn't have a resting bitch face, but like she gets one when she's like under <laughs> strenuous activity. It just gets closer and closer. Lots of angry grunting. <laughs> just... What is this? A women's tennis game? Women's Falcons Ball game? Falcons Ball. <laughs> Falcons Ball is actually kind of a like catch-all <laughs> term for any kind of yeah, it's like a, any sport. It's, it's football, baseball, basketball, tennis combined. Wow. Golf. I forget golf. People got tired of watching golf. all these sports individually. <laughs> yeah, anytime we need a sport, just be like, okay, well, we can get a Falcons Ball shot put mm. and use that. Yeah. The three of you are on the roof of the next building over, and the next couple are pretty level. So you don't have to like jump around a whole bunch since we're in platformer mode. Woo! J- jump, jump, jump around. Eventually you reach a building of which its roof slash ceiling is comprised of glass. A lot of glass. It's about 30 feet wide. Whoa. Beneath you can see numerous people milling about in what appears to be a sort of small shopping center. This is not the club, right? Yeah, you're still not at the club yet. How, so it's 30 feet across to the roof on the other side? Yep. Is it a flat roof on the other side, or is it up another X feet? It's flat. Okay, so it's just this 30-foot wide thing of glass we gotta get past. Yep. Is the perimeter of this roof made out of normal stone, or is there no way we could avoid walking on glass? 
Nah, fam, it's glass. <laughs> it's glass all the way down. <laughs> wow. Uh, I can get over there, but I don't have a way of helping the rest of you get over there. All right. Are there any plants up there, Joey? Up here? Yeah. Could I cast plant growth to make a big plant area to create a path <laughs> over the glass? All right, do a perception check. You know, some people have, like, roof gardens. 20. <laughs> yeah. You take a look around, and five feet away from you is a roof garden. Nice. It seems like the people of the neighboring building regularly come up here and attempt to grow plants. Not particularly successfully, but... <laughs> Are they alive at the moment? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're alive, but small. Not for long. All right, I'm going to cast plant growth in it, attempt to make a path across the the uh, glass section or over the, the glass section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Describe the spell for us. Herkir gestures towards the, the plants, gesturing them sort of across the skylights, and they begin to grow, forming a path of vegetation over the... Hopefully there's some like bamboo there just to like... Psh really make it it's it's actually just one bamboo sprout that just goes upwards <laughs> and it just falls over yeah now we have to walk <laughs> over the bamboo the um what does the actual spell say the spell channels vitality into plants within a specific area immediate if you cast the spell using one action choose a point within range all normal pan plants in a 100 foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown a creature moving through that area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves yeah, the one stem of bamboo grows exponentially, and it grows longer and longer and longer, and it reaches about 20 feet before it stops. Oh no! Well, let me see what the max typical height that would cover many of the common bamboos grown in the United States is up to 40 feet. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'm okay, I'll, I'll I'm okay with it. you rolling a d100 and just seeing that's how many yeah. feet. Well, well... <laughs> That could be... It could go up to like 100 feet. <laughs> that could be fun. The bamboo exponentially grows, and it reaches 19 feet Shit. in height, and then it stops growing. <laughs> I mean, we could probably jump the last distance, yeah. right? Probably, yeah. That's just a 10-foot gap. 11, 11 foot. foot. You cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. So I can just make it. What was your strength? 11. <laughs> Ooh. This roll assumes that the height of your jump doesn't matter, such as a jump across the stream or chasm at your DM's option. Maybe I shouldn't read this. <laughs> 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 you must succeed on a DC 10 strength athletics check to clear a low obstacle, no longer than the quarter of the jump's distance, such as a hedge or low wall. Otherwise, you hate <laughs> it. A hedge suddenly appears. <laughs> Let's see. When you land in difficult terrain, you must succeed on a DC 10 at dexterity acrobatics check to land on your feet. Otherwise, you land prone. All right. What are you guys doing? If I think if you guys go first and then reach out your hands to me. <laughs> reach out and touch face. Then I, I, I might be able to reach because I feel like I can't jump that far of a distance, but I'm just a few feet short. So with my hands outstretched and your hands outstretched together. <laughs> That's beautiful. If we work together. You could catch can me. Can I toss you? Uh, I don't think you could toss me as far as I can toss jump. You. <laughs> so I think that's the plan. All right. Cirrus will attempt it first. And I, I think she just does it because her strength is 16. So she could jump that amount. Well, let's let's roll back like a okay. second. 
The bamboo has grown 19 feet into the air, but it's it has just only grown straight up. So we're just gonna just kind of you know knock it over. Yes. What do you guys do exactly? Does someone have so an edged have weapon? <laughs> cutting implement. All my things. It's going Wait, out of a, it, it's going it's going out of a pot. We just take the pick up the pot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. move, it, move it to the edge of the glass. No, let's overthink of, this. Tip the pot on its side. <laughs> tip it on its People side. People love it when we overthink things. <laughs> and then it's just laying it down across the the gap. Oh, you know what? I put it like four feet across, so that we we jump four feet to it, and then it's four feet closer on the other side. How? You're gonna put the pot onto onto the glass. No, 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 no. I'm just taking the pot away. How big is this bamboo, by the way? Is this, like, a bamboo that we could walk on? It's 19 feet, and you'll have to trapeze yourself over. Oh, okay, so it's... Trapeze? Th- there's the catch. Or, uh... Like, balance beam? Tight, tight, yeah, balance beam. Tight rope, yeah. <laughs> it's like, trapeze? If we had a trapeze, <laughs> we wouldn't need the damn bamboo. Yeah, so I put the bamboo, like, three feet from the edge, so that it's only five feet from the edge on the other side. Is that right? Did I do math? Uh, no, if it's, if it's 11 foot short, then that's still six feet on the other side. Perfect. That's fine. I think. I can, I can do that. Wait, you said three feet on this side? Three, three feet on this side. Then eight feet on the other side. Okay. Four feet. (laughs) Math. Uh, who wants to go first? Sirius will go first. Oh, actually we can string the rope across it and you can use that to kind of like as a hand hold. (laughs) I'm having so much trouble visualizing this. I don't know if... (laughs) I mean, it would have to be... Just to help you balance, because you tie it off on each side, yeah. right? And it'll be... A... <laughs> Even I'm a little bit confused. Did you just chuck the bamboo onto, like, the glass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did we just break the ceiling? Yeah, you, uh... As... No, no, no. Bamboo's very light, and it's spread out and cry across the entire length of the thing, so it's... <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you depot the bamboo... Uh-huh. And now you have like this 19 foot long stick that you lay down upon basically 30 feet of flat glass. How does this help? Yeah. <laughs> what is the difference between this and walking on the glass? Yeah. Because the, the weight is spread across the entire width of the beam. Okay. Yeah, it checks out. That's how Science. forces work. Yeah. Magic? Technology? So assuming the bamboo is like, what, eight inches across? Like thick? How thick is it? How thick is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the questions, you, we'll the questions you ask yourself when you play during how, d How thick is bamboo? <laughs> Get on that. 10 to 12 inches in diameter. As okay. large. So it's, it's, it's a foot across, right? So that's a foot across and I mean, 19 that, That's feet. max. Maybe I'll, I'll roll for it, okay? Okay. A d12? Oh, no. D12. This could, go, this could go poorly. Can we get advantage? Because <laughs> it was plant growth, so it'd be. I got two. Two inches. You don't advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the druid made it grow bigger. Uh, yeah, he has a, he has a normal, psychic right? connection <laughs> with the. With and the it, it does say t- <laughs> 10 to 12 inches. It just 10 got really long. It did not get very girthy, okay? <laughs> so we just have a. We, oh, look, God. plant growth doesn't say just one direction. Come on. <laughs> so it's a very long, thin stick. <laughs> just look at. Just okay. Look at so this is this is point two nine square meters, right? Okay. So you're taking your weight and you're distributing it across point two nine square meters. <laughs> Which means you have to take very wide steps. <laughs> I like. <laughs> look at here, here, and I just like. I give him this WTF look. 
like, what? <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> How strong is the glass? <laughs> How strong does the glass look, Joey? The glass looks like it's supporting the bamboo for now. Okay. <laughs> One at a time, maybe. Sirius will make the first attempt. Take, take the rope with you. <laughs> what does the rope do? So when you get across, oh. uh, tie it off on either side, and then we can like use it to kind of like hold ourselves up a little bit as we go across. Okay. Sirius makes the <clears throat> attempt. All right. What are you doing exactly? You're going to balance yourself on a two-inch wide bamboo to get to the other side while taking very wide steps. Wait, before I do that, I am going to cast Bless on the three of us. <laughs> which will let us roll a d4 for any uh, attack or saving throw i feel like a saving throw might be in our future i will cast guidance on her so that she gets 1d4 for any ability check that may be upcoming mm-hmm. yeah go ahead and do a dexterity check okay dexterity and then with the d4 19 serious with your armor you probably actually weigh the most true out of everybody else. And as you try to shuffle your way over, the glass cracks a little bit, and you can hear it as you shuffle on over. You make it across, but you see that there's a trail of slightly cracked glass underneath the bamboo. I look back and kind of have a grimace on my face, but I, I tie the rope to something sturdy on my side, and I throw it over to the the bros back there. <laughs> hey, at least it's not a river, right? Oh god, don't even start. <laughs> even even harder than doors. So yeah, well, I think we um maybe we we had the side of the rope still over here and we were like unspooling it for you as you went. Oh, so you wanted to do it with the rope on that side. Well, rope on both oh, okay. sides. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh but also I don't want to yell across 30 feet, so I'll telepathically bond for, with you for a second. And just be like, hey, did it look like the glass cracked? Because it looked like it cracked over here. Yeah, they taught us how to do this in police academy training, but it... They walk across a bamboo? <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's been it's been oh, a while. Wow. So, and I forgot some of the balance rules, so it it's cracked a little bit, well, but it's still intact. How, can you can you reach it? Can you reach the end of the, the bamboo? Can you like touch it with your hand, or is it too far? It might be a little bit far, because it's six feet. Right? I'm six feet, as we've established. I mean, you would still have to be like you got your like baton you or something. You, you, can't, you can't like perfectly like. <laughs> you got your you got your quarterstaff, right? Your baton. Well, as we've established, I can your... put my hands up and <laughs> go at a foot and a half or one point five times my height. Sorry, my baton. Oh, never mind. I have I have mage hand. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'll just like I was like if you can't reach it, I'll just use mage hand and we'll move the bamboo to an unbroken section of the ceiling. <laughs> okay, I give him a thumbs up. So we move it like twenty feet over, <laughs> just like down the down the glass, down the glass. <laughs> All right, and then we string up the rope. Do you guys roll it, it over or? I uh, don't. No, Mechan, Mechan picks it up. Then the other side, and I pick this side up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Mechan can pick up ten pounds. Right, we've established that it was not very girthy, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> how heavy? How heavy is bamboo? Okay, it's how ni- heavy? Nineteen feet by two inches. How heavy is bamboo? <laughs> so it's 19 pounds per cubic oh foot. So that's fine. It's a cubic foot. Right? So it's not, a, it's not a cubic foot. It's 19 feet by two inches. I know inches. more about bamboo than I ever thought I'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, 19 so, feet by 2 inches in diameter. 2 out of 12 inches is 0.16 <laughs> of a foot <laughs> times 19. It's a, how far, how big is this thing? 29 feet? It's 19, it's feet? 19 feet long. 19 feet. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about bamboo facts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you know? Would you like to subscribe to Bamboo Facts? <laughs> Join our Patreon now. The hottest, latest bamboo facts. <laughs> so it's 3.8 cubic feet, more or less. That's more than, than unfortunately, yeah, that's more than, than 10 pounds. <laughs> Shit. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. What do you guys I'm think? I'm just saying, you know, he made it two feet, two inches wide. I feel, I feel like we should get some leeway with that. Well, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for, for the two of you to walk on it now. Not impossible, but more difficult. Oh, wait. Hmm? Bamboo is hollow, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't change how much it weighs. Yeah, but it changes cubic feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, bamboo itself isn't actually hollow. It's hollow when you, like, uh, scrape out the inside stuff. That is true. This bamboo... I'm learning is... so much. <laughs> <laughs> bamboo density, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm quitting. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's 1160 kilograms per meter cubed. <laughs> How many cubic inches is this? 19 feet. <laughs> 0.29 cubic meters. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Hmm. Well, I'm open to suggestion, guys. You guys have a rope over at this point, right? And Sirius is on the other side? Yeah, we could just, just crawl on the rope, right? Should we just do that? Turk here, what do you think? Yeah, that seems we could run I mean, with we're, that. We're, we're blessed and you can guide? Yep. Okay. Should I go first so you can guide me? Yep. I cast guidance. I attempt to cross the rope. What is the setup of the rope? I think we just tied it to something. Yeah, we definitely need to tie it to something. Just like a the ledge? Or, I mean, there's a grappling hook so we can throw it up there and... Um... Whatever the sturdiest looking thing that was nearby. I love problem solving in d and <laughs> I'll give you this one. Nearby you see a... Essentially like a hatch that leads down into the building and there's like a conveniently located handle onto which you can latch a grappling hook or tie a rope to. Woohoo! Cool. Should we do the, um, the grapple so maybe we can like unhook it and get it back? The rope? Yeah. Okay. So I guess on y'all's end, you attach the grappling hook to the end of the rope and then attach it to the handle onto the hatch? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sirius, what do you do with your end? Wait, do I also need to attach it to something? Or do I just hold it? I think you can just hold it, maybe? I mean, you could try holding it. I'd probably yeah, recommend probably, yeah, be tying it to something. Right. I tie it to something. Yeah, about 10 feet away from where you are, there is a Falcon's Reach flagpole with a flag. What is the... <laughs> Joey, can you describe the Falcon's Reach flag to me? Yeah, there's a giant, big-ass falcon. <laughs> what is it reaching towards? <laughs> it's reaching towards a cliff, but also some pomegranates. Yeah. I give it a salute, and then I tie it. All right, back on the other side. It's all from me. Nikolaus attempts to pass, to pass over, to crawl over, pull over, climb right. the rope. Athletics or acrobatics? Acrobatics. So what does Bless do? That is for attack rolls and saving throws. So it's similar to guidance. I think it's the same kind of D4. Okay, but doesn't apply to the ability check. No, I think it lasts up to okay. a minute rather than I think guidance is like a one-time thing, though. Okay, so like if I fall, then the saving throw to save my life might yes, be impacted. 
Okay, so I use guidance then. It's not too bad. Uh, 12 plus 2 is 14, plus 1 is 15. Yeah, you shuffle yourself over. It's a little bit scary. You see that beneath you there's like this 19 foot long bamboo, and it has mostly cracked the glass along the way. Underneath that, you see like numerous people going about their daily business. Not a whole lot of them are looking up, <laughs> though. There is like every now and then, like there's a couple of people who are looking up who are just like, what is this random shadow? <laughs> I was going to ask if people were noticing it. Uh, I, I just, in my head, I'm picturing a child with like a cotton candy, just like staring at me, making yeah. eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little goblin child. He's like pointing and yelling to his parent, but the parent's too busy to, to look. Yep. And then this... And then when they do look, you're already gone. Yeah, but you make it across. Cool. All right. Is it my turn? Yep. I cast guidance on myself. And what is what check am I making? Either acrobatics or athletics. Fifteen. Yeah. You also shuffled across. The same kid is like, Daddy, <laughs> there's a man crossing the ceiling. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> and the three of you are now across the 30-foot span of glass. Woohoo! I can't wait for the bonus arc about this kid. <laughs> <laughs> the extremely perceptive child. <laughs> the extreme Harry Potter and the extremely perceptive child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the three of you continue? Yes. Yeah. The three of you head over, finally reaching the building in which the club is located. And you see that there's like one hatch that leads down. Thank God. I would be so sad if the roof had no way in. <laughs> it's a door, though, so, like, anything could happen. That's true. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, it's the first hatch, okay? We might get lucky with hatches. Who knows? It's untested. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't going to bring it up, and now it's locked. <laughs> None uh, of us are rogues. Damn it. The lock is on the outside, though, for some reason. Hmm. If we can just hit it enough times, I'm sure it'll come off. Won't that be loud? I mean, maybe. No, wait, we have. It's a, it's a club, so there could be loud, like knoll barking music or whatever. Oh, that's true. Is there? Is it noisy down there, Joey? Mm, do a perception check. It's a club, right? Four. <laughs> you hear nothing. Cyrus gets out her. Let's see what weapon would work. She gets out her bigger baton, and it's like, okay, this is you know we're we're investigating some criminals, so this is okay. And I start uh, banging at the lock. All right, do a strength check. Say twenty-two. Yeah, nice. in one hit you smash off the lock, sheathe my weapon like it was nothing. Whoa, very nice. Crack open the hatch, and I gesture as in like you know, after you, gentlemen. All right, I look into the hatch first. Is there like a ladder or? Yeah, there's a ladder that appears to lead into some sort of storage room. Okay, I climb down. Yeah, and as you climb down, you realize that it gets a little bit cold. Ooh. It's a refrigerator. I, f I figured. You're going to steal that Magitek. Yep. <laughs> you plop down onto the floor of the refrigerator. I go down. I follow. everyone, it's Joe, your perfectly adequate dungeon master. Thanks for listening to our Bamboo Facts podcast. 
Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoyed it, or also leave us a nice review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're now back in the full swing of things, so join us next week as Here Care Nick Klaus and Sirius go clubbing.